Hey yo, this is the corner of the circle. Nice little podcast with me, your host, L.S. McLean. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a nosy person. People are nosy, they wanna know stories. They wanna know what's going on in other people's lives. And yo, I am absolutely no exception. So, sit back, relax, and let's just chill for a little bit. This is the corner of the circle. Boom, we're back in this all again. This is the corner of the circle. Uh, man, listen, we have some rarefied air right here, man. We have, this dude is, golly, where do I even start with this intro? You know how I get down with these intros? We have, this This man is a multiple-time IPF World Champion. He's won it in Open. He's won it as a junior. He's, man, he's, he's had like, you know, he's one of the top IPF pointers out there. Um, let me see. Like, if, if it can be won, it can be done. He's done it. Um, style's impeccable. Uh, can't be touched. Uh, shoe game's nasty. Let me see. Uh, one of the coldest beards in the game. If, if, you, if you don't know the beard, you, 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 you haven't been lifting. Um, let me see. I mean, he's a coach. He's, uh, dude, he's, he's, he's an idol. He's, uh, oh, my gosh. He's an ambassador for the sport. I mean, I don't even know that SBD would exist without this guy. I may be 100 with you. Um, I, <laughs> um, he's one of the, the, if not the greatest uh, spearfisher in the powerlifting game. Uh, he was one of the, the greatest. Uh, he's uh, the treasure um, of a country in New Zealand, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I give you the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brett Gibbs. Man, how you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. What an intro. What an intro. Listen, I can do How that. How you getting on, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, dude. I'm good. You know, just, you know, doing this corona thing. This is, uh, you know, it is what it is at this so, point, man. You know, like yeah. like we said, you know, before we started this, like, it's just, you know, while, you know, it sucks. Obviously, it sucks, you know, everybody kind of, you know, chilling at home and kind of figuring out what's, what's everyone's next move. It's not like it's foreign to anyone. Everyone's doing it. It's like a worldwide thing. Um, So you at least have an opportunity to make dope content and it's a chance to connect with people you know um you know via social media internet whatever um you know i, I think I, I think more people would be going stir crazy if if they didn't have access to their phones or, or to some type of you know or oh, wi-fi yeah imagine you imagine if the internet just dropped out it'd be like oh no like it's yeah it's, it's the apocalypse yeah that, that would be that like would that. be that would be <laughs> it for me that's when i would go off grid i would um we have a cabin out in the middle of nowhere and that's when i would move to the cabin like hey listen this this is it this is the end of days um but yeah man like for 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 those of the people in the world that don't know who you are man um give them a quick rundown of who brett gibbs is who am i man i don't know like i just i've always i've always loved sports been super competitive pretty much my whole life right um got got deep into into powerlifting after breaking my arm a couple of times and um, so I did my first competition back in 2008, and pretty much from there, that was when I was like, "Oh, this is it, man! This is the sport." And uh, that's pretty much what I've, essentially, what it feels like. I've just like it's, I've just dedicated my life to being, um, you know, the the best version of myself on that platform, man. Because yeah, it's like anyone I always say that it's like if you wake up the next day from a powerlifting comp, you just you just go, "Oh man, I could have done that better. Yeah. I could have done this. I want to get that." And it's like that doesn't stop whether you squat 100 kilos or you squat 500 kilos. It's like it's the same feeling for everyone. And for me, that's just been, you know, it's been going on for so so long. And um, 
yeah, man, it's just just sort of what I've done. And and I obviously live in New Zealand, and there's a lot of things that I love doing outside of the gym. The gym, to me, these days, I've been going for, to the gym for 13-ish years now. Yeah. Um, that's just like a part of my daily routine. Right. It's not even anything I necessarily look forward to or don't look forward to. It's right. just kind of like that's what I go and do, right? right? And, um, yeah, like you said in the intro, love spearfishing, love being out on the water, love animals. That's sort of my uh, my getaway, my my downtime. So that's me in a nutshell, really, man. That's crazy. Like, is there any point in time, like, I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to come back to that breaking arm thing because I'm not going to let that slide. I got to come back to that later. But is there is there a point in time, you know, especially now, I mean, I think at, at this level, uh, and, there's, and it's weird to say, I, I – it's like it's hard to say it without sounding like you know like oh you're the elite we're the elite um where you know like you know you get to a point where like you win enough you know what i mean and and if you're blessed enough and if you produce enough i guess you know as a as a powerlifter you know you can you know it may well, it may not be the greatest living you can actually get a check from a sponsor you can actually make a little money as a you know as a lifter um is there any point, has there been a point, I guess, in, in your lifting career, you know, since, I mean, since 08, that it's felt like going to the gym is almost felt like a job, you know, as an, as like, you know, you know, has it, have you, have you ever had one of those points? Yeah, I mean, for sure, because you, you know, we all, we all have outside pressures and what people think of us and the way with that, I guess we represent ourselves and right. you, to make a massive change to all of a sudden just be like, oh. No, I don't feel like going today, but I sort of have to because it's right. kind of what I do. Like, right. It's whether that's like your your own like self motivation is just dropped, or your passions for uh, you know just fading, or, or whatever's going on. But you've got this outside voice that are going, oh, but people expect me of this because I'm a role model, or I've done, I've, right. this is what I've done every year, and so you've got that. So yeah, there's certainly times where it just feels like this is actually a job, and oh, then yeah. also on top of that, you know, like when I I left my job after you know banking for a few years and started um coaching full-time so it becomes more of a like you're sort of sitting there during the day you're having conversations with the people mm -hmm. you're talking about powerlifting you're watching videos and, and then you've got to go do it yourself and trying to separate that from the job essentially is is, is something that a lot of people may never understand if they haven't been doing it for oh, five eight ten twelve yeah. years so yeah like, i think definitely. that's that's always been kind of a a hard part you know, just is you know when 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 I decide to leave, you know, the corporate job to to like I'm gonna do this full time. In the back of your head, you know, and it, it, it's like with anything. I think I mean if you're a lifter and especially if you know if, if you're at a world class level, you know, a championship you know type level. I think confidence in 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 you know confidence in one's ability. I believe that 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 kind of comes hand in hand with you know being a, a top level athlete. Um, and I feel like that same confidence kind of comes in, in in terms of like all right as a coach. I know, I mean, by that time you've worked with a few coaches and you kind of know what you like and you don't like. And if you ever were to coach, you're like, well, I would want my athletes to feel this way, X, Y, Z, whatever. So when you decide to leave that job and it's try, trying to do this crazy shit that we do full time, there has to be a level of expectation, a level of confidence that one has in themselves in terms of their ability to coach and their ability to produce. Otherwise, you're not going to make it like um, like. What was the what was the point for you? You know, uh, you know, as a as a working a a, a real job, uh, a stable job. What was that point for you? Did you decide that, All right, this is it. I'm 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 gonna coach full time. Like, was there like a, a defining moment that that made you decide like, all right, I want to have my own people, or it was just kind of a thing that kind of just naturally happened? 
Yeah, no, it was actually probably like a combination of a few factors, actually. So within the, so I used to work in the bank, and I had three different jobs in three years within the same, um, the same, uh, the same bank. Yeah. And the third job I had was was in was like a banking advisor, so I'd do like home loan lending and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so it was a real sales based job. Yeah. And I actually, um, I really, really enjoyed my first two two years in the bank, and then. Right. Going into that sales job is when I really actually started to go. Oh, this this wasn't this wasn't the direction I think I wanted to move. Right. In the bank, I wanted to go more into like customer care or more finance and just yeah. like sort of helping people out as opposed to like trying to be like sales driven. Yeah. Um. So like I was doing that for a year and I was like, oh man, I'm not. This isn't it. But at the same time, I was you know I was you know, a good figure in the lifting community. Right. I was getting a lot of, you know, hey, Brett, can you help me with this? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to help people out locally. Um, I had, I'd been coaching a few people randomly online. Right. No, not for free, for free as well. Like what I, I remember what I actually first did as I put out like a part of a, like a coaching offer. It was like, oh, you know, 25 bucks a week, you know, I'll coach you, blah, 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 like online, do all this, that. And once they agreed, I actually just didn't charge them. So like, it was just like, oh, I wanted them to have buy-in that they were going to accept to pay me, mm-hmm. but then I just did it for free. Right. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I so I was doing that for a bit, and then, and then I got in like I, I had a friend that hit me up at the time and said, like, "Hey man, let's get something started with some coaching." And I right. didn't really have any business experience, so I didn't really know what to do. But I knew that 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 was something I wanted to pursue. Right. And that I didn't I didn't want to keep stay in that same job i needed to change my job like whether it was going to be a different role in the bank and i said you know what stuff uh, let's just take a bit of a risk let's at least dedicate a year to this and sort of see what i can make of right. it and um and just and just made the made the jump man to to coaching essentially full-time i was like look as long as my bank account doesn't go backwards i'm gonna be happy but um but let's just give it a year <laughs> yeah man and see what happens so that was that was the sort of defining moment Mm-hmm. That it was like a few things sort of come together to make me go, all right, let's just let's give it a crack because you know, um, you know, no one wants to do a job essentially that they don't enjoy. So that like, was like I said, it was a few things that come together that put me in that spot to go, let's get after it, man. Yeah, man. I mean, and and, and look at you now, man. Like I, I, I think you know if you're able to to if you're able to make that jump successfully, you know, I mean, and I mean, I, and obviously success is 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 different to everyone. Um, you know, in their own way, uh, but, but I feel like if you're able to successfully make that jump from, you know, I guess doing a a, a nine to five essentially to to you know coaching full time, the part that they don't tell you, and this is the part, like, I mean, I had a couple of friends that you know that were full time coaches prior that would tell me, like, hey man, it's a lot more work than you think. Um, but I just I didn't realize how much work it was until I was like, you know, till you're like in the thick of it, you know, and I think that. For I don't I think I was I don't know I guess uh, my first year of going full time I think there wasn't you know I'm used to doing like a I was used to doing a forty hour week you know sometimes forty hours plus you know uh uh working a full time job when I started coaching full time I noticed like wait a minute I'm putting in sixty seventy eighty hour weeks just looking at numbers looking at people you know but it's it's not the traditional hours because I mean you know. I mean, I'm sure you have people, you know, in the States. I'm sure you have people in New Zealand. I'm sure you have people in Australia. You probably have people all over the world like I do. And you get to a point where, like, time is not even a factor anymore. You're just like, all right, I have a, I have a Japanese lifter that, you know, he needs, you know, 
He needs me to look over his stuff, and he's about to go live with his lifting, so I need to watch it. So I guess I'm going to be up at, you know, 2 or 3 in the morning. You know what I mean? I have a European lifter. You know, he's about to, you know, as soon as the Japanese guy's done, the European guys, he's getting warped up. So I got to be ready for him, you know, and maybe get two hours of sleep. I was just... So I'm at the point now where, I mean, there's not, I don't necessarily have a sleeping pattern, but rather just a series of long naps in between to make sure my people are good. Yeah. But I think the coolest yeah, yeah. thing that, that's really, that's, it's really afforded me is this being the opportunity to one to spend more time, obviously at home and, and really, you know, focus on my shoe collection at, but, but really like, I mean, I, I just, I have more an opportunity to, to really dive into what my people are doing and really, you know dig in a little bit deeper in terms of their technique in, in terms of the formulas that you, you know, that you try to formulate to make sure that this specific person can get, you know, as much out of, of, out of their potential as possible. I wasn't able to do that when I was, you know, coaching part-time and, you know, trying to work full-time, it, it just wasn't a possibility. Um, do you find that once you hit that point where, you know, I'm doing this, a, once you started doing it full-time, you started noticing that that your production in terms of your, your lifters started kind of increasing or what, or did they always perform at a higher level? Or, I mean, did you start becoming more comfortable with it? Um, I, no, I think it was, there was so much going on, man. Like when I think back to when I first started, like, you know, like I was a world-class lifter. I was already a world champion in the juniors. And, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is like, um, for me, I didn't, I didn't have that confidence as a coach that I would in my lifting. Like, People always say like, and there was at this time there was a lot of stigma or um, around you know athletes being coaches. Mm-hmm. Like it was like you need to prove yourself. And I was, de- I was definitely aware of that. There was I wasn't trying to use my my name as a lifter as a coach. Like I'm not going to put myself on a high horse. Right. When uh you know like I know I'm a good lifter. I know I've got the capabilities. I know you know that you know like I'm one of the best lifters out there. But right. I'm not going to put my hand up and say hey look. I'm just I'm on the same level as a coach. So, <laughs> so, so, so for me, like it was always kind of a weird one because I wanted I wanted athletes to work with me as the coach and not go, oh, but this is what you do and this is what you know. Like I it was like a I was trying to separate that from from me, the guy in the gym, yeah, the guy doing my training, the, the decisions that I may be made as an athlete, and and um, I it just it took me it actually took me a very long time. I, probably only in the last, I want to say, couple of years that I've felt really confident in my ability as a coach to go, hey, man, I've got some really good ideas here. I'm looking at your training, and here's here's some thoughts, and here's what we're tracking, here's what we're monitoring, and here's why we're doing what we're doing. Right. To, to me, that that took so that actually took so long to it develop. It takes a long time. And every, everyone goes through their, their, you know, everyone has a different learning curve, but I just wanted to, you know, to, to make sure that, you know, when I – I don't know when I say something that I that I truly believe it that I'm not just saying something because I heard another coach say yes. it. I thought I might just tell one of my athletes that. So, um, and I also just didn't. I don't like that feeling hanging over your head where it's like, you know, I've only got athletes because I'm, you know, because I've got a strong lifting presence. So yeah, I know that maybe wasn't quite what you were talking about, but that was something no, that, I no, that I, I that, that I experienced. I I I, I, I hardly agree. Um. One thing that I, I, I've learned over the years, especially from being around Lane Norton, man, you know, I mean, people can say what they want about Lane, man, but but Lane Norton, he, you know, watching him and being around him and watching how he, he operated, um, you know, I mean, it kind of caught keys into what you were saying, you know, you want people to, you know, at least for me, I wanted people to, to, to want me to coach them because of my ability as a coach, not as a lifter. 
Um, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I battle with a lot of paranoia, like because I mean, you know, I, you know, when I started, I mean, you know, my, my, you know, my better friends were like Joey Flex and, and Ryan Doris and you know Mike Trashier. I'm like, wait a minute, these are my friends and these are guys I'm talking like, hey man, I've, I've gotten, you know, I got 40 people that are asking me to coach them and man, I really want to do it. I think I could do a really good job, but I look at what you do. I look at the production that your athletes have had. Like, am I able to do that? Are these yeah. people reach? And the thing is like, you know, I, I didn't have presence of mind enough to realize like these people, they're reaching out to me, you know, I don't know, because I mean, one, I think they thought I was a nice guy and the, the little that they heard from like maybe podcasts, me talking about programming and stuff like that. Like, well, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about um, because it's not, I don't have a formal background in any of this you know what i mean it's like i've been just reading articles learning as i go having greg knuckles you know you know in my back pocket obviously you know being able to talk with you know eric helms and but having a lot of friends that are very educated in it you know and and you know basically learning from them you know as i go you know um and acquire my certifications as i've you know as i've you know obviously kept coaching um not having a background in it, it made me very, very, very paranoid. Made me very, you know, I just didn't have the confidence of, of handling people. Like now, if you ask me anything about finance, yeah. you ask me anything about marketing, you ask me anything about physics, I can tell you that all day, every day. But if you start asking me about, you know, what's, <laughs> tell me about this block and tell me about this method, I'm like, wait, hold on, calm down. Um, so a lot of it was, you know, it was like learning from the ground up. So you know, I I I agree with you, like you know. When I watched Lane, you know, one of the things that like I learned from like talking with Lane and, and, and working with Lane was you want your you want your your business to be completely separate from you as a lifter. You don't want your because you know the day's gonna come when I'm not gonna be able to you know squat over three. I'm not gonna be able to bench you know two thirty. I'm not gonna be able to to pull you know God knows how much. And if that's the case, I don't want my performance or lack thereof you know to affect if people want me to coach them or not. That, you know, and I mean, yeah. I don't know, that's not fair to them, nor is that fair to me, you know, as a coach. Um, but I mean, the fact does remain still that if you do have a great world, if you do have a great competition, you tend to have a few more inquiries that come in at base, you know, and it's just, an, it naturally happens. But I don't want that solely to be the reason why I, you know, why I work, why I eat, why my lights stay on in my home um, based off of my performance. Because again, that day's going to come when I'm going to be done lifting. And I would love, you know, I would love to be in a position that 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 Mike Kershaw put himself in, to where you're such an established coach that, regardless of you lift or not, you're still gonna have people that want you to coach them. You're gonna still have people that want you to impact their lives. So I I completely get what you're saying. You know, you know, are people coming to you because you're Brett Gibbs? Or are they coming to you because you're Brett Gibbs, the coach? Um, you know, and and I think for for those people that get it, that get that you are, you know, you're two two separate people. Your Brett Gibbs the athlete and your Brett Gibbs the coach, you know, like which one are they going towards? And so I feel like, and I, and at least for me, from you know, from the outside looking in, I feel like you know, as as long as your athletes keep keep you know doing well, and as long as you know, you know, and not necessarily doing well in terms of doing well on the platform or, or whatever, but as long as they feel like you know they're getting all the information they can from you, as long as they feel like they're being coached well, and that you know you're prioritizing them, their needs and 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 their output, yeah. I feel like that. That is going to separate you from any other, you know, athlete slash coach out there. Because again, you're more likely to find an athlete that's not a good coach than you are an athlete that is a good coach. Um, and so, I just never wanted to be the 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 prior to be the athlete that was a sucky coach. Um, so I was always <laughs> weary of like taking on people. 
Um, so now we're at a point now with 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 you and, and your impact in the game that like, you know, not only do you have people out there that are representing your brand and, and, and representing what you do, but I mean, you have your own merchandise and all that stuff out there. So it's like you've got, you know, you you you've <laughs> it's it's weird to say, but you've become you've come from the athlete to being the athlete coach and also now the athlete coach brand like is is. Has there always been like a specific plan of like, you know what, you know, I mean, or maybe is it's one of those things of late, like, you know what, not only am I a man, but I'm also the brand. Like, have, have you had, you know, like, where where did that start, like, kind of come into play? Like, wait a minute, like, you know, I, I'm also, I mean, I have great accomplishments, but I can actually monetize off these accomplishments that I've made. Yeah, I don't know. Like, none of, like, none of anything that I think, like, in, in that sense, anyway, like, in the, in the business sense has ever been like highly strategical or anything yeah. like that it kind of just like sometimes it just feels like it's the right time it's what the people want like right. you know i would like for the longest time there when i was actually trying to be active on social media and trying to put out content i, I don't do that anymore yeah. because i'm just my feelings towards some, like uh, some of that sort of stuff has changed a little bit yeah but um you know like there was the demand for like, people would want the shirts people would want to you know have something on there and people want to be part of like what they felt like it was a community with me and my lifting and, and my my yeah. path or something. So like there was there was opportunity to go and do that. Right. Um. So you know might as well capitalize on those opportunities and you know not not be not be greedy with it. Not try you, you know like rip anyone off or do anything like that. Right. It was just like you know that, that was kind of just like what, what I did for a little bit there and uh, and that that's completely fine, man. And, and obviously I've had like uh, sponsorship opportunities come up with uh you know great brands like SPD. So I yeah. mean. I'm super thankful for all of that sort of stuff, yeah, but it's man. never been like my, it's not my, I don't wake up in the morning and go, right, today I need to sell a hundred t-shirts. Like right. it's never, ever been like that. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, I mean, it's just naturally happened, you know? I mean, and honestly, I, I really feel like, I mean, at least for me, because, you know, um, I've, I've kind of been in that same boat where you, you've worked hard, you know what I mean? And I, I think, while everyone goes to the gym and everyone grinds, everyone busts their asses to, to become the best version of themselves they can, you know, a, f a few of us have been in that position where, you know, you know, sometimes our best version is the best version out for that particular year. And if if you are that best version and you are able to win, you know, I mean, the, the win of all wins as a raw lifter, I mean, it's 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 life changing, you know, I mean, and especially in a sport that not a lot of people know about, but the popularity is, is grown increasingly to be able to be, you know, a top, to be able to be a, a top five lifter in the world in any weight class is, 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 is absolutely crazy. But for, for you, you've been able to do it year after year after year. And, and the thing that, you know, people, you know, tend to forget in, unless you are, you know, you've been a student of the sport is it's very hard, very hard to become, be a champion as a junior, work your way up through the ranks as a junior to become an open champion. Um, not a lot of people have done it, you know, and when you when you look through the, the books and look through the records, you know, so you're one of the you're one of the people that you've been able to do it and and you've been able to do it in such an oppressive manner. Um, you've been able to win championships, you know, you know, almost at like 60, 70 percent, you know, what I mean, like your body almost completely wrecked. And that. For me, you know, when I, 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 I think when I knew of you, I was like, that, that kid's strong. That's all I was like, oh, that kid's strong. But then, like, you know, I started digging a little deeper. I'm like, wait a minute. So this dude just won this championship, and he wasn't even at 100%. Or this dude's getting top two at this championship, 
and he's not even fully healthy. Like, I didn't have an appreciation for that until I think I won my championship at 60, 70%. I'm like, yo, that, what he was able to do is is is, is unheard of. Um, that's the part for me, I guess, as, as a lifter slash fan that I was like, I think I, I started... I, it's never that I didn't have respect for you as a lifter, but I think for me that 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 gave me respect, more respect for you as a champion, um, because not a lot of people are able to do that. Not a lot of people are able to go to any champion. Period. I mean, to be let's be honest, this, to be able to go to IPF World Championship, that's a that's that's a feat in itself already. But to be able to go and and compete at the highest level and still be able to walk out victorious, not at a hundred percent. I don't think people understand how hard that is. Um, Especially, especially, I guess, in your position. Um, and I guess my question that, that I'm going to ask is how much of a, oh man, this is going to sound weird because in the States, I feel like by the time we get ready for Worlds, we're ready to roll. We've already gone through the highest level of competition known to man. Like, it is what it is. Like, I mean, you know, it's just like an unofficial world record every single year by, what, the 74s, 83s, 93s, 105s, you know, and, 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 you know, shit, the 120, 120 places every single year, somebody's knocking on a world record. Uh, and it's not necessarily the winner, uh, but uh, is, has it, is it, I don't even know how hard it is. I mean, is, is it, is it kind of difficult being like, all right, well, obviously you're the man in New Zealand, like you can't be touched. You know what I mean? And rightfully so, like you, you work, you work hard, dude, you work super hard. Um, you know what I mean? And, and I think the last couple of years, like really watching you, you know, battle injury and, and being able to take a step back, which I feel like as an athlete, that's the hardest thing to do is take that step back, allow your body to heal and then come back even stronger, more focused and ready to roll. Um, how hard, how hard is it going, you know, say competing at a national, at a national event or competing at a, you know, an, an event um, nationally and then going to worlds, is it, I mean, is for you is is it is it harder to to I guess stay focused knowing that I mean you've just pretty much murdered the competition and then you go to worlds like all right now it's time to compete or is this just you know one of those things that you're just used to doing now? Um, so like the the weird thing is I don't actually get to compete in New Zealand very often because right. so the way with the current and and the way it's been in the past so when I was going to junior world so like this was when I was just equipped. It was like within four weeks of our nationals in New Zealand, so yeah. I wouldn't even do nationals in New Zealand. So then, for the longest time, I like didn't I didn't do nationals. Um, I'll do regionals, and it, would, it was just no competition at all. Right. Our days, um, like so, last year I did regionals in in New Zealand, and it was like it's just super super fun, man. I absolutely love going to those competitions because it's like. For one, you don't get to com- compete with these guys very often. Right. Um. I. I'd li- I don't care about levels at all. I don't care if I'm lifting with some guy that's going to go squat 400 or 200. I just want to see guys having a good time. Right. It's just, it's just fun, and I love people just getting after it. Like if that, if that's a PB for them, man, round of applause. I just that's the sort of stuff that I really enjoy. And and it was kind of cool this year. So what I did, what I did was um little humble brag here. So like I went out. I went out on the because uh, there was t- so I was on the eighty on the ninety three sorry because I weighed in at like eighty four because um, I was coaching in the morning lifting in the yeah. afternoon and um, so I went out did squat and bench and all that as normal like pretty normal and then there was t- there was two guys sort of battling it out like for uh, you know second and third 
you know, essentially. But what I did is I went out and opened on 100 kilos on the deadlift to lock in a total. And then I went 300, got it up, held it lock out, just dropped it. And then I went out and got 325, held it, locked it out and just dropped it. So that means that they could battle it for, for first and second. Yeah. Because um, I obviously I would have dropped down with only 100 kilo deadlift. So. Right. Like that's just little stuff like that. Like I want, I want those people to get after it and like, you know, they, you know, they want to battle for that first place. I'm not going to go and take that away from someone at that level. Right. Um. You know, obviously, you know, maybe at nationals, I want to go and put on a performance and get right. some records. Then I'm probably not going to do that. But for me, that was a, that was a really fun time. Um. And I really, really, really want to do nationals this year in New Zealand because last year I, I think I was injured last year because yeah. it, uh, it was soon after Worlds and I just really needed to take some time for myself. And um, I was just coaching the whole nationals. Right. Um, was uh, with about ten people that I was coaching there, and it was such a good time, man. Like I loved being there in that sense. And I was, and I just said to myself, I "Was like, man, next year I need to come here and be at a hundred percent and just like throw mm. down with you know with with, throw something with crazy, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So like that that gets me excited to lift lo- like locally. Um, in New Zealand, and as opposed to just you know just going to Worlds and kind of doing the thing with the international guys. Not that I don't not enjoy that, but like I've done that so many times. Right. And I'm really excited to just put down a home performance and go, you know, hey guys, this is what I go away and do every year. Like let's all be a part of it and have some fun, and hopefully I can do something crazy, right? That man, that's I'm telling you, man. Like you know, I and I think I think <laughs> it's always because like I you know six pack will hit me and we'll do king of lifts, man. And I'll always like I think I'm always like yeah. Brett, Brett will probably go like 850, 860, bro. Like, he'll go 850. If Brett's at 100%, he can't be close. He'll go 850, 860. Like, I, I think for me, I, I, I because I, I, I guess I've been in an injury boat, and, you know, and I think you realize how much it, it, it takes away from your performance, you know. And, you know, and yeah. while I think people understand, like, you know, you can, you can go full send, and, I mean, you could probably tough through it, you know what I mean? But it's always the after effects of, you know what, I'm injured, but I'm trying to go full send while I'm injured. It's just going to lead to more injury once you're done. And, and for me, it's just always been like, you know, if I'm not 100%, I'm not going to put myself in, in a position to hurt myself even further. But rather, like, all right, let's, sit, let's figure out something strategically to make sure that we put ourselves in a position to win. And if we have to maybe put it at the end on deadlift, that's cool. But, I mean... I might, you know, I might have a 235, 240 bench, but if if I'm hurting at 225, like that's what we're gonna stop. Like, why go any further? Like, I mean, if if I can bench 225, I can squat, you know, 305, and you know, I can put on something dirty at the end and not hurt myself. Then you know what? Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, but when you're 100, percent let me tell you this. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that there's uh, sorry to interrupt you, but there's just no better feeling than actually just training and and being healthy. I don't care if the if you're ten kilos down and maybe the effort's down a little bit, but when you're moving a squat and there's no pains anywhere, not in your knee, not in your quads, not anywhere, not in your back yeah. and not in your arms or elbows, and you just go, oh, that's that's what I enjoy. Yeah. I don't. I I'm telling you what, man. I don't enjoy the grind of you know working through an injury and nope. going to the gym and just going, oh, my knee's a bit sore today. Let's just take five kilos off because we don't want to. You know, or something like that, right? Like that, man. Nah, I'm not. I'm not into that, man. Nah. I'm into going in there and going, man. This feels good on my body. My muscles feel good. My mind feels good. Like yeah. let's have some fun. And I'll tell you what, man. Like I, I, I left Worlds last year wrecked. Like yeah. I went into it. I could, 
I was struggling with my legs. They were just in pain every single session. I said, right, let's do this. Let's show up. Let's just see what see what I can do. And after that, I was like, all right, let's just take it easy from now on. Like, I'm going to lose some strength, but let's come back. And I set a comp four months later, and I was in a, in a location that I really, really wanted to go to. I went into that comp. And it was two weeks prior to that comp where things finally come right. Like yeah. I was sort of cruising and training and I went to the comp and I remember leaving that comp and going, oh, okay, okay, I'm ready to get after it now. I'm ready to go back to the gym. After that comp, Tuesday, I was back in there training and I remember doing my first set of squats. It was like 220 battlers for a set of five and my legs got a pump. And I was like, I was like oh, this is what it feels Man. like to you you are Here that's that's exactly how I felt after the Arnold this year, man. I just was like, I don't care what my weight is, you know what I mean. I'm gonna eat a lot, I ate as much as I could. Um, like I was, I wanted to get 101 so bad. I was like, if I could get 101, but like I, I, oh man, I just kept trying to eat, eat, eat. I mean, I woke up that morning like at like 94, 95. Like I'm just gonna keep eating as much as I could, you know. Got on the scale and like I like kept my clothes on. <laughs> You know what I mean? Got to 100. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I, at least my weight looks like I'm a, I'm a real 105. And I just got to lift. And everything was like, he's like, before you go out, I'm letting you know right now, the most you're going to have to do is maybe eight and a half RP. That's it. I'm like, that's it. Go fast. That's yeah. it. We're not going anything past him. Like, all right, cool. And I'm telling you, Brett, dude, I had the time of my life. I was back there cracking yeah. jokes, laughing and stuff. I didn't care what my total was. I just wanted to go out there and just, have a good time. And I think the best part, and I agree with you, the best part was after the meet was over with, I didn't feel anything. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's like, you know, we're going to take a couple weeks off. I took a couple weeks off, you know, got right back in the gym, you know what I mean? And I think like, it was like, I, I had that 280 for a set of three, and it just flew. I felt nothing. Like, I've not felt that way, no joke, since my third, yeah, like my third year of powerlifting, man. Like, like four years yeah. ago. Just, what are your what are your thoughts on this, man? Because this is this is something that I'm trying to I'm trying to clear up in my head even. So it sort of feels like we like we we may be at a similar point. I'm not sure. Um, I, I sort of know where I'm at, and so like I, I for me I don't really have this huge competitive desire anymore. Right. In powerlifting, like I don't, I don't necessarily like I'll see people battling like they'll be like giving each other shit. But I'm stronger than this guy. I'm gonna smoke you and yeah. all this you know nonsense like that and. Or well, people talk about, you know, me and Russell battling and doing all this or me and Taylor going at it for, for Wilkes and that. And like while I appreciate the, you know, that this is, it is a competition and yeah. I don't, for me, and just being honest, I don't really care. Yeah. I kind of just, I kind of like, wait, look, do I want to go out there and do my absolute best and put together a good performance? Oh my God. Without course, a doubt. If I don't, if I don't go and do that, is there going to be some disappointment? Yeah, there's going to be some disappointment like because I didn't. I didn't do what I set out to do, which was, right. you know, for me is like be better than I have been before. Right. Have a good time and just really enjoy this, and hopefully, and and be healthy. Like I don't want to go there and be feeling like a, you know, a, you know, just not good. So. Right. But the weird thing is, is that I don't, I don't know. Like even if I go out and put my best foot forward, and I come second or I come third or I come fourth, like, and I'm and I'm satisfied with that. Should should I be showing up for these competitions? Should I be going and saying, you know, like, oh, hey, I'm going to go after the world champs because it is, is it is deeper down going to these events, uh, you know, 
should we be going there because we want to win? Or well, if, I, we're at, if we're at this stage, is it, is it because, you know, maybe I, I feel like, you know, like, so I did this gym total was like 860 or something. And I was like, man, I really want to go put that on the platform. Yeah. But like, if I just want to go put that on the platform, is it good enough to just go to all the regionals and satisfy myself there or at nationals? Do I have to go to the world champs and, and do well, that to, to make it legitimate? So it's kind of just this weird thing, like, that I'm going through. I'm like, you know, nah. are these comps what I want anymore? Well, no, I'm it's, not really sure. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's, I mean, because I feel the same way. I feel like at this point, you win one. I, I honestly feel like once you win that first one, I, obviously you want to go back. You want to win again. Not not necessarily to prove anything to anyone, but to prove to yourself, like you know what, I, I'm you know I'm one of the best that did it. I mean, especially in the open category, you want to do that. Uh, but mm -hmm. once you've won a couple, man, there's really there's really nothing left to prove in terms of yourself as a champion, what you've been able to do. Because by that time, not only have people pretty much dissected every move that you've made, they've dissected all of your numbers and all that stuff. So they've seen you put up insane totals in the gym. They've probably seen you put at you know put up crazy totals you know, uh, in, at like smaller meets and stuff like that. So it's never really, um, it's never a point of, of, of validation because you're already validated in the terms of, uh, as a world-class lifter. I mean, you know, your name's in history books. I feel like it, it's just not, your priorities are different in terms of, of lifting and competition because you don't necessarily go, for me at least, I don't go to competitions now. I don't aim to go to worlds now. I mean, this is the first shot I was just honest, like, I'm never going back to Belarus. I don't care if I win. I'm not going back to Belarus. Even my, my yeah. if you look at my attempt selection at nationals, I start off as low as I probably have in years. I mean, I, I don't even want to, I don't care about contention of going to Belarus. I don't care. I, I was happy with going to Masters Worlds. Um, I just think you get to a point where you're going to compete, but you want to compete at the highest level you can compete at. So it's not necessarily about everyone else. And so they could try to make it like a Russ versus Brett show or, a, a, you know, a, a Brett versus Taylor's point show or whatever. But, I mean, you don't necessarily get, you know, as a lifter now, because you've won enough and because you've had enough success, it's not about that anymore. It's not about the, you know, it's not about the, the controversies and it's not about the rivalries. I mean, because, I mean, as long as I can remember, you know, Especially once, you know, once you came out of that junior category, like it was just like you versus somebody every single year. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I think for you, I mean, like with me, it's like been there, done that. So now it's about if I'm going to these meets, you know, why am I going? Well, I know as a competitor, you know, I know that I'm competing with myself. I want to keep putting up the best totals I can put up. And if my total is the best total out there, awesome. If it's not, as long as I'm happy with my performance, I'm good. Um, you know, uh, but I feel like a lot of times, I mean, at least for me, I know that I, I, I almost become a slave, not necessarily to success, but a, a slave to like, all right, this is what I do every year. This is my tradition. I'm, I'm one of the best yeah. in the world. I need to be there because I've always been there. Um, and I think for me, the, the hardest, the hardest pill to swallow is when you have to tell yourself this thing is going to exist with or without me while it's nice to be there. It's not everything that I'm made of. I mean, and I, I think at least now I, you might be in that, that point where I'm at, whereas I find just as much satisfaction out of my people, my athletes doing well as I do with myself. And maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you're at that point now where, like, you know that you have nothing left to prove. I mean, as far as lifting, you've done it all, man. You've really done it all. Like, And honestly, all that's 
you know, the only thing, you know, I was talking to my coach about, the only thing left for me to do at this point is go equip and try to win everything equipped and try to go to the world games. That's it. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? And, and while, you know, it sounds so far fetched, I'm like, that actually might not be a bad idea. That would, I know for me, that would put another spark on me, but I mean, as far as raw lifting, what haven't you done? You know what I'm saying? Like you've, you've had, you know, like highest points, you know what I mean? Like you've had world records of after world records, you've had it as an open, you've had it as a junior. I mean, you've won it all. You know what I mean? You've been, you know, You've been the, the poster board for the IPF. You've been the poster board for SBD. You've been, you know what I mean? You've done everything that you had to do. So at this point, it's like, what's left? You know, I mean, now you could keep going, you know what I mean? And as long as you're putting up great numbers, as long as you're having a good time, that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter. for At this point, yeah. it doesn't matter about, for me, it doesn't matter about the rivalries anymore. Because, at, for, for, because now, if they're using your name in a rivalry, it's because it's not for you as validation. It's for the other person. Because you're the top dog. So why wouldn't they use your name as like, oh, it's got to be Russ versus Brett? Because you are the creme de la creme. You're the top dog. So like now it's about IPF, IPF Wars. Is, it's, it's, it's a good competition. But is it the same competition without Brett Gibbs? IPF is it's an awesome competition to go to. But is it would it be yeah. the same without seeing Brett and Ray at this competition? And so now it's not it's not just about you as a lifter, but it's about you as an ambassador. You know what I mean? So that's why you keep going now. It's not just about the wins anymore because you could stop right now, Brett, and never win another championship ever again. You would never have to compete again, and you'll go down as one of the best that ever did it. So now it's about what you do as, as an ambassador for the sport. So that's why you keep going now. That's why you keep showing up. You know, now, and the thing about you, you're not one of those type of people. You're not just going to show up to show up. You're going to show up to compete. And if you can't compete the highest level, then you know what? I guess I'm going as a spectator, you know, and I always cite, you know, I always cite Ed Cohen as my example. Ed Cohen has not competed in powerlifting for years. We both have more championships than Ed Cohen will ever have as an IPF lifter. You know what I mean? But I, but, but Ed is one of the, he's one of the greatest ambassadors for the sport and he'll show up and just make the room brighter. He'll show up or he'll do a seminar. He'll do whatever. And Hundreds and thousands of people listen because, you know, because of, of what Ed's done in the past, you know, and his legend grows not because of what he did then, because of who he is now. And so that's where you're at. Like your legend, you know, as a lifter, it's going to keep growing the more you're around and the more you keep impacting people's lives. So if, you know, a lot of times you showing up, dude, this last world's, I was absolutely in no shape ready to go. I was, I was hurting bad, but the coolest thing about going to Worlds and the coolest thing about showing up was, you know, I think I had more conversations in the back for, for people like, oh, man, I'm just I, I'm I'm such a fan, blah, blah, blah. I took more. Dude, I took more pictures than I did warm up sets in the back. You know, what I mean, when I was yeah, about yeah. to compete and I was fine with that. I'm like, this is what this is part of the, the, the this is a new role because this is what happens when you know, what I mean, like, let's think about it. as long as. I mean, you've pretty much been around as long as they've they've had a, a you know a, a classic IPF Worlds. So if yeah, that if if that's the case, you have to understand now that look back on all those people that competed when we first started. There's not a lot of them left, man. You you know what I mean? Wow. Like wow. so oh, yeah. with that turnover being so high and being able to perform at such a high level for this long, like you're you're not only a mainstay, but I mean. People recognize you just as much as they recognize Gaston. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's just it's just it's it what comes with it you know what i mean and so when yeah. you go and you do compete you're not only you know you're not only giving people a show because they do come for the entertainment but you're actually you're providing them with an experience they would never have like man dude it's not even about oh bro did you see brett gibbs win it like hey man we went to and i've heard people say this it's not even about Brett winning. Like, hey, man, did you see, you know, did you go to Worlds? Yeah, man, dude, Russ had an awesome look. Dude, did you see Brett Gibbs? Dude, I got to see Brett Gibbs. I took a picture with him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's yeah, about, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's like we 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 are in similar stages in, in that, I mean, you have nothing left to prove, but it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that your 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 thirst or your desire to win is, is lessened. It's just that you've done it before, so it's it's nothing new to you. Okay, you feel that? that's break time I get tired of listening for too long so let's chill for a little bit quick little break stretch your legs get something to drink and then mosey right back and let's listen up to the corner of the circle let's get started with the next part now the challenge is as a lifter it's what what is going to be my inspiration and or my motivation and or discipline to get back to this spot as a better lifter. Cause let me get it. I mean, you know how it is when you're hungry for it because you never had it. It's easy to go to the gym and grind. It's easy to go there when you're hurt. It's easy to go there when yeah. things aren't going like, but when you've done it and you know, you can question like, man, do I even want to go? Then you, know, you have a decision to make like, all right, well, I guess I don't even want to go. So I, I mean, why am I training? Or you know what? I hold myself to a higher standard. So I'm going to go in this gym. And I'm going to go and execute what I need to execute. And I'm going to get out of that thing because you're not always going to have that motivation. And so, I mean, yeah. you might just be at that point. I mean, I'm, bro, I'm in that point right now. Like, I, I, just, bro, I think I think this year, the the worst thing is, is like what you said before, bro, I, I actually just don't want to go to Belarus. Like yeah. if it was like, hey, look, it's going to be in Canada this year or where I'm, yeah. I'm in. I mean, because the, the, the thing that I was really, really looking forward to well, not not for Belarus, but this this next World Championships will be my tenth, and I really really wanted to get the tenth. You know, just oh, you know, it's man. just the yeah the icing on the cake, you know. So, um, and now they've obviously postponed it till later on in the year. It's still in Belarus though, so it's like, you know, is that something I want to do? Um, is that a place I want to go back to? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you that's all good. You don't necessarily have to. Like that would be. Honestly, that could be one of those times. I mean, especially during that time of the year, why not? Why not do the the Arnold Europe? My, my, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, that's what I thought to myself. Like, well, if if I mean, because the the time and the time that it is, it would literally be the week before we have our nationals. I'm gonna tell you yeah, right now, that's, that's right. It's right around our nationals too, which I really want to do. Like, I'd rather do my nationals than you know what I mean, and qualify maybe for the next world championship. Then go to Belarus, a place mm -hmm. that I have no intention of going to. I don't want to go. Um, I didn't like the place when I when I won my first world championship there. I mean, so it doesn't even hold a good place in my heart. I just don't like the place. Um, yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, you have to make that decision. Like, if you don't want to go, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, do equipped. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, or or or, or you know, you know, I've done three three world championships equipped. Uh, you know that. No, I did not know that. Must yeah, man. Right. So I've actually, you know, the only the only world record that I currently hold. So I've had forty IPF world records, and I only have one active world record right now, and it's the junior equipped squat world record, which is which is 
355 and a half kilos, Jesus almost Christ. almost 800 pounds Jesus as a junior 83 man. Dude, you may as well just go did, back, dude. Just go back. You know, I, the, 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 do you know the coolest thing about that? And my the way that I went, well, the way that I did that. So when I was when I was doing equip, that so that when I first started competing, and I wanted to do it at a competitive level, that was all there was. It was only equip. Right. So I set I set my eyes on the on the last year. I wanted to get the world record. So in in my so when I was first started, they changed the weight classes. They froze the eighty two point five records and made the eighty three kilo class. Right. But they set the standard at the old world record. So the old world record was three fifty five, like set in like nineteen eighty something. Oh, like it was God. a real old record. And even Ed Cohen was on the eighty two point five. Yeah. He had record. So he he had the opportunity to get that Scott world record and everything. And I remember going to the, it was in Hungary. I was like, right, today's the day I get the world record. The one that I set my eyes on for so long. And I, to make it even, to make it feel like I got the world record that I set out for, I even weighed in at 82.4 because I wanted to make weight at the 82.5 class, even though it was 83. Right. To make it, to make it like legitimate and legitimate in my mind. And then I went out there, it was my third attempt. And to get the world record, I just needed 355. But that would have matched the old one, which right. was so I went three fifty five and a half to set the world record, and fucking nailed it, bro. Three white lights, and I was so stoked. Dude, I would like have... that one just felt different, you know. That one just felt different. And now, like, yeah, now it's like it's 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 it's, it's there forever. Cause they got yeah, to... it's, yeah, and it's it's and it's still there. Like, there's uh, obviously I don't think even anyone's even loaded up to to try and beat it. So, nah, man. I mean, we'll see. The time will come that that, that falls through. But that was uh that was a big one for me. So I did three three equipped world championships first first ever came second to last man came yeah. 12th out of 13th so Jeez. yeah i i'm ex- like I, I i i keep throwing around the idea in my mind of, of trying it because i want to try all disciplines before i'm I'm done with it all and, and of course being around you know tony harris and you know uh david ricks like goes up oh man you should try it you should try it you know i'm like i don't know you know and because i think tony harris yeah. when we when we were in uh when we were supposed to be going to south africa for uh uh, for a Masters Worlds, he was going to be doing raw and equipped. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. you're you're a better man than um, me. It's so like I'm gonna have to devote a lot I've more. Actually, I've actually I've actually done that before too. In in 2013, I competed on a Tuesday, did equipped, did the three lift equipped, and then on Thursday did the three lift raw. I couldn't do both it. Both the 83s, yeah. I couldn't so, do it. Um, I, that would have been it'd have been the end of me. I, you'll, I'm, you'll you'll enjoy the squat. Squatting's quite fun in it when you got the knee wraps and the suit on yeah um you have to you have to wear knee wraps you can't do no knee wraps like never even try to attempt that and um benching is just the worst though that's that's something i don't think you'll enjoy it's just not a good time and it's not fun it does not feel good you feel like your elbows want to snap and your shoulders want to rip off you don't feel any muscle soreness you don't feel anything nice in it you just feel like Get this thing off! Ah, oh, dude, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I don't know. Well, I'll I'll enjoy the squad. I'm sure. I don't know. I will. We'll we'll see how it works out. Like I I got a lot of quick guys, man. That they've been reaching out. God, man, you should try it. You should try it. I'm like, well, if I want to even have an attempt to go to the World Games, man, I would have to do that. I mean, it just at this point, I you know, it would be nice. I was I was telling talking to my father about. It. I was like, it would be really nice to like you know what. You know the the World Games and Olympics are in the same year. That'd be pretty cool. You know what I mean. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I I I do I do do I have a, a few a few more questions, man. And I'll get out of your hair, dude. Like so, at this point, what's been the hardest part for you as a lifter? Like I mean, 
I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, right now you're at a point where, you know, I mean, and I just, honestly, I just feel like you're just at a, you're at a different stage in your career because you've done it all. You know what I mean? And I, I don't, you know, and I, I can tell you right now, man to man, that, that feeling, it, it goes away after a little bit. You know what I mean? And it, it's honestly, it's probably going to be, you're probably going to go to the gym and, you know, like hit a PB and then all of a sudden it's just like, all right, you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, cause that's how we are. We're, you, I feel like, you know, we're at least, at least in my mind, I mean, like you're, you're a super nice guy, but you're also a predator. You know what I'm saying? You know, so when, when, you know, when you get that PB, I feel like it just, it's like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like red meat in the wild. Like I got to have that. Like it's, you know what I mean? But it just like, it's at this point, it's, it's different form of stimulus that, that really, that, you know, give the, give a lifter drive. I mean, winning championships, you've done that. So I'm like, all right, what else is new? You know what I mean? Like somebody talking, you know, and, and trying to make controversy. Okay. I've been doing that as long as, as, as I've been in 83. So what else is new? You know, it's, I think everything with you now is going to be, it's all going to be internal. It's all going to be personal. So, you know, like, you know, your last, I mean, maybe it's going to be like, or your last IPF, you know, uh, championships that you went to, you weren't at a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and you did fairly well, but you weren't at a hundred percent. No, imagine, yeah. imagine Brett Gibbs at a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, and I think for me, that's the part I'm looking forward to is like, Brett Gibbs at 100% is very, very, very hard to beat. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, when, when, when you're able to do that, that's awesome. But, I mean, everyone that everyone that's ever lifted as a world-class lifter knows, like, the timing of being able to have the diet, the sleeping, the training all on point so that you're not wrecked by the time you get to a, a, a world championship, it's it's a, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's an exacted science. Um, well, man, like, uh, I'll tell you, so last weekend would have been Sheffield. Yeah. Um, so did my last test mock meet in December. PB's on literally every single yep. lift. Um, super good. Come in. It's literally the strongest I'd, I'd ever been. And, um, I was, I, I was ready to go for this one, man. Like oh, this yeah. was, this was the one, um, this, at least it felt like for me, it felt like this was the one. And I've always got a pretty good sense of where I'm at. Like yeah. I kind of know where performance is going to be, where numbers are going to lie, and and all that sort of stuff. And and obviously it got cancelled, so it's like it's still there, man. There's there's another big one in me, and um, you know I've obviously I have I'm not able to train in this four week period. I've got no access to anything. Uh, we're in lockdown in New Zealand, so I can't go to the gym, can't do anything. Oh man. And um, yeah. So, but I, but I but like. Don't get me wrong, man. There's there's another big one. To, there's there's a big one to come, and it's gonna be something silly. Um, and it's gonna like like I, I say to myself still, I'm like, man, when I'm at 100, percent I don't think anyone can beat me. Like yeah. if I show up and I lift at 100, percent everything's firing, and then the same for someone else, I'm gonna beat them. Oh like yeah. If, I think like if I can I can beat Taylor on points if I show up 100, percent so to see, and I can beat Russell on. On total, if he shows up at 100, percent I know I can do that. Oh yeah, and there's I've still got that. There's still one comp to come where I'm like, people talked about at the time there was a super meet. There was me in Canada when I went 10 times body weight. That was the super meet. I'm telling you, man, that was not the super meet. No. That was just like, that was me just putting a meet together and executing well. Like this right. is gonna be like, holy shit. That's there's still gonna be another holy shit moment. And I'll tell you what, when I when I get that one done, whether it's gonna be 
Worlds this year, whether it's going to be Sheffield next year or whether it's going to be I don't go to Worlds this year and it happens at Sheffield or Worlds next year. Yeah. I want to take that 10 point off. It's coming and it's going to be one of those meets. And, and then I'll tell you what, I don't know if you're ever going to see me again on the international stage because it's going to be it's <laughs> going to be time to keep it local, man. No, I get it. I mean, and I think that's the part that people people have to understand. It's like, you know, you can either stick around too long and they make the choice for you or you do what you want to do and you make the choice for yourself and you, and you go out on top. And that I've always, you know, I, I it's, it's, it's fun that you say that because that's exactly how I feel. Like I, I, I feel like I have, you know, I have that one because I've yet to just throw up like, you know what, man, like I'll, I'm sitting there totaling, you know, 870, 880, 890 in the gym and it's, and it feels like nothing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wait, why am I not doing this on the stage? But then when you get to Worlds, it's always, for me, it's always strategy. It's like, all right, making attempts, but left and miss, I make my attempts. Oh, left and miss, I make my attempts. You know, and rather than just cut loose and going, um, you know, and so, you know, talking to the coach over the last, you know, couple times, like, dude, we get to Worlds again. I don't care if it's Masters Worlds. I don't care if it's open. Cut me loose. Let me cut loose. Let yeah, me do yeah, what I yeah. do. And but it's it's at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, I can't be the only one that's confident in, in what I do. So, I mean, obviously it takes, you know, it takes kind of like we talked about before, like having a, a few meets under your belt. You know what I mean? Where you like you are going nine for nine and where you are, you know, putting up some some really good numbers where your coach because I don't like to know what my numbers are. I like to go out there and just lift. So I, I, I'll let them know ahead of time. This is this is the goal that I would like to be as close to as possible. If if the weight's moving fast, let's do that. That's it. That's all I ask. I don't. I just want to be reactive to what I'm given. I like to be an athlete. I don't want to think about it. And so even to the point, like even at the point, like you can kind of look at a lot of the meets that I've had in the past. If Gino's calling, Gino won't even say the weight when I'm walking out because he just knows how I just want to go in and just compete. Um, I love being in the moment. I don't want to know any of the stuff. I just want to go and compete. Um, and so I feel I feel exactly what you're saying. I feel like I have a super meet. That one, like, holy, this is, holy, sh- what is he doing? Like, what what was that? You know what I mean? And, you know, yeah. one, of, one they're going to have to, you know, the one that they have to go to powerlifting and watch to look at, the one they have to go to open powerlifting, like, holy shit, he really did that. Like, that meat. I feel like I have that meat in me. Um, and, and, and I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, I feel like me at my best, I can't be touched. You know what I mean? And it's just, it just is what it is. And it's not being bragged, you know, I'm not being braggadocious. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I just know I have the tools to do it. You know, and I would love to be able to walk up in the sunset because I don't want to do this forever. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest with you, bro, yeah. I I wouldn't mind throwing up some insane meat and just doing a bunch of just <laughs> doing a bunch of just like, you know, master's meets because they have fun. I just want to have fun. And, you know, Worlds is a, it's it's fun to go to. But there's like there's just those 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 underlying pressures that I, I feel like they're unnecessary. Sometimes I just want to go and have a good time. And either you have it. When you're around older people or you have it when you're at a local meet. But at Worlds, it just seems like, you know, like Raw Nationals is the most nerve-wracking meet that you, that I'll ever go to. It's nerve-wracking. The Arnold is my yeah, most yeah. fun meet. I would I wish every meet could be like the Arnold because I'm back there having the time of my life. I'm like, I'm asking, hey, what do you want me to play? You know, we'll play Drake. All right, fine. We'll play Drizzy. We'll, we, dude, I, dude, the warm-up room is always bumping. Like, I mean, I bring my own, like, I bring my own, like, stereo, everything. And, you know, I just feel like, Lifting is fun, and while the, as the popular obviously as the popularity has grown, then I mean the opportunity to make money you know has introduced itself a, a lot more heavily than it, it has in the past. And so as that happens, 
I feel like as money kind of enters the in the enters the conversation, a lot of fun kind of seeps out of the back as a result. So I'm like, well, maybe that's been my job. Maybe that's been what I've been brought into this game for from the jump is to make sure that people keep it light and people have it fun. Um, because I'm never gonna be that that guy that has 100k followers. I don't want to be that guy that has 100k. I wouldn't be that dude like, oh, bro, go to Ellis's account because this dude's a fool. He's fun. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yo, have you ever gone yeah. to one of his meets? Like, dude, I'm always laughing. I'm always smiling. I'm always having a good time at the meets. Because, dude, I started doing this because it's fun. And I don't, the day that I stop having fun, bro, is the day that I'm going to stop doing it. And so I feel like, you know, and, and I think that's how I'm about a, a lot of you guys as lifters, like the ones that I like watching. I like watching you because, dude, when you're when you're out there, bro, like, you're, I mean, you're as intense as, as anybody can, can be when you're out there. But... Like you're you're in your element, and like you know, what I mean, you can tell that there's no other place that you would rather be than where you're at right then and there. Um, and so I tend to gravitate toward those type of lifters. You don't have to have to be the most intense person. You can be the person that laughs. You can be the person that cracks up. But like when 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 anyone that watches you compete, when they watch you compete, you can tell like he is having the time of his life. You know what I mean? And the more fun you tend to have, the 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 more you know. I guess, you know, the more you disappear into the whole, the, the, the whole, uh, the whole moment, it just seems like you make attempt after attempt, after attempt, after attempt, and you just put it together, man. And then, you know, you get to that final pull and it's just like, the, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, and I'm sure you've watched yourself, the Brett Gibbs you see <laughs> at, at the first squat is not the Brett Gibbs you see of the final deadlift. It's co- two completely yeah, yeah. different people. And you know, for me, I noticed with, with myself as a lifter, I noticed that the, the LS that you see at the beginning wasn't the one you saw at the end. So I was like, wait a minute, what's the difference between me at the end versus me at the beginning? Oh, just at the end, one, I'm partially happy to get it over with. You know what I mean? By that time, that final yeah, pull, that, that that final pull, you it's almost kind of been decided anyway. So they're like, all right. So that's I think that's the deal. Like by that time you don't necessarily care because it's pretty much already been determined. So Maybe that's been that needs to be the change in my psyche. Maybe I need to feel like by the when I if if I walk out on this platform, it's game over for anybody that competes against me. And so from that's that changed the game for me. Like, like you need to know that I beat you by the time we walked out on the platform. If you don't, then I feel bad for you, brother, because it's you're in for a long do I will literally wait to the final pull to beat you. I don't care. Like I will chip away all day. So that changed a yeah. lot for me, and I started having a lot more fun, and I started enjoying it a lot more. And I'm like, "Yo, why don't more people do this?" So I'm like, "You know what? That's that's what that's the gospel that I'm preaching." I'm like, "Dude, just have fun with what you're doing." Um, and I think for for you, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be that that super meat. I think you know, what I mean, like you're gonna be firing on all cylinders. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, <laughs> like you're gonna feel no aches, no pains, bro. I mean, and we might see a couple smiles from you here and there. You know what I'm saying? And by the time we get oh, to the yeah. end. You know what I mean? Like that last pull, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, this is it, bro. You know what I mean? Like my goal and my hope is that I'm around. Cause like, honestly, I felt the same way. I felt like the Sheffield was going to be something crazy. Cause I got to see just a few numbers. Cause I mean, you know, I mean, you're not very like super public with what you're doing and everything, but you, know, you don't go around, Hey, look at this, what I just did. You just, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was, shit, what was it? You posted, I think it was like a bench. I think you, you PB'd your bench, bro. And you got up and you were like, you went nuts. I'm like, oh, he's on one right now. Man, oh, that, was, go- so that was five, that was five hundred pound. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh, first, first five hundred pound bench. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, we're on, man. Like, <laughs> and so I was just like, bro, this stuff was about to be something super crazy. So like, 
you know, when they finally, when SBD sent me the email, like, oh, yeah, man, because they were fond of saying to interview all the athletes and do the, 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 the live stream, the play-by-play and everything, I was like, bro, I get to go? Hell yeah. You know, so when I got the email, like, yeah, man, we're not going to be going. We're going to, I think we're going to postpone it. And then I got the second email, like, yeah, we're going to uh, cancel it until next year. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, there was, I mean, I think of, of the two people I was, I was, you know, really excited to watch. I was excited to watch you and Daniela Mello. I think I think you two were about to have two of the probably the most historic slash monumental meets, man, that we'd seen in a minute. So I mean, it, it's just cool. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's postponed for a while. You know what I mean? And you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just you know maybe. I mean, honestly, maybe that's a you know, it's a good thing. I mean, I think while it, it sucks that you know we're we're at a, in a state we're in, everyone's kind of on lockdown right now. I feel like you know if it was gonna happen, this is the best time for it to happen. Um, cause it's pretty much like all powerlifting is in this long, prolonged off season and all the aches and pains that people had prior, you know what I mean? Like you have a chance to let those things heal up. Like, dude, I haven't touched the bench since the Arnold. I haven't benched one time since the Arnold. Um, and I don't think I will. Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to chill. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm squatting and I'm pulling, but I'm like, I'm not going to bench for a while. I'm just going to let everything heal. Like it just, it feels weird. It feels weird. Not, you know going from you know repping 500 for sets of three and sets of four to not even being able to push dude i couldn't even push it i couldn't even like unwrap yeah, yeah, it as soon as i unwrack five it just came from my chest i'm like all right that's a sign hey bro i've got i've got no access to the gym for four weeks so dude i had to, I had to go i had to go make a gym i had to go rent weights man i had to you know i had to do calling favors everything else to get a gym you know just because i have like i have like 20 liters just in this area that we're gonna have access i'm like dude i gotta make a gym in my home so i mean i i for about for about a I don't know for about three days I was like, dude, what am I gonna do? You know, so I I yeah, feel yeah. for you, man. Like I it oh, sucks. I saw, that. I saw the garage gym. That's that suck, man. All right, all right. Like, a couple. Not, we're not we're not even allowing people over or anything like we. Because you were having your mates and that come over. Right? Is that right? Or? Yeah, man. They they uh they they come in the garage. They have to uh, disinfect. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Before we're, we're not even allowed to do that, man. Like no one's allowed to go to anyone's house. Oh wow! Like y'all are lockdown, lockdown. I feel like it's yeah, probably. Man. I feel like before it's all said and done, it's probably gonna end up happening that way. So I, I figure between now and then, I'm gonna try to get left, left allow my people to 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 get as much work in as they can. Um, before it's all said and done, I've I've literally I spent the last I don't know the last week and a half just night after night just making different you know just different variations of home gyms, like home workouts and everything that people can do. Um, you know, as long as they get, you know, two or three liters of water, like that's all you need. Um, you know, I've given tons of Amazon links for like resistant bands, like just for people to be able to, to maintain. I mean, you can maintain with that. I mean, you may not be making gains, but it's at least enough to hold you over. Um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I don't know. I, it's, 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 it's weird times. Knocked out all the power for like <laughs> 2.5, like ah, the whole time. Actually. Jeez. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I literally Texas weather, right? Man, I looked up, like I literally like, I was talking to you and I just saw a flash and then everything just went dark. I'm like, what? Good thing that yo, good thing we were like we're gonna have a couple questions left, man. All right, I'm gonna get down to the 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 the, the standard questions, brother. And I'll get out of your hair, man, let you get on with your day. Um the uh the first question that I always ask is your rushmore. Uh the top four people that you would want to meet or people that have impacted your life. Um, whatever, whatever, four people that you would make a monument to. So, who would you have on your Rushmore? Who would be number one? In no particular order, of course. No pressure.
Did it do it again? It did it again. Oh my gosh. Let's do it like this. All right, I'm sorry. You there? You there? <laughs> Yo, I can just see you. <laughs> you gotta be kidding! Yo, <laughs> it's going nuts around here. It is what it is. All right, my bad. Go ahead. So, who would who would be on your Rushmore? Uh, so, Tiger Woods would be one of them. Oh yeah, for I'd sure. have uh, Tiger Woods. Who else would I have? God damn. I had I had three people. Man, the pressure's on, bro. Tiger Woods. Um we'll put Mike T Mike T up there. Oh yeah, without a we doubt. Have, it was funny, he actually just sent me a, a pretty funny picture. Um what else is there? Uh I'll put Spike up there. Oh yeah. Spike's sure. the he's the guy he's the guy that got me into into the sport, introduced me to the sport of power. That's awesome, man. So he's uh He's, he's a big part of it. So yeah, Mike, Spike, Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's that's probably it. That's probably it. Like, you don't have a fourth? That's it. You got the top three. That's it. Uh oh, fourth man, it's it's tough. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll leave it to those three. <laughs> Not mad at it. A couple of key powerlifting ones and the goat. The goat Tiger Woods. Oh yeah, for sure. That guy's man. the man. Maybe, I mean, you can't. Ah man. Oh is no, it... no, that that was right. That was right. The last one, the music one, Drake. We're putting Drake. Oh yeah, man. I was like, he didn't even put Drake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. And then, and then to top it off, we'll we'll uh, we'll carve an owl. We'll carve the OVO owl into the side of the rock too. I mean, you may... <laughs> you are the official OVO spokesman. Rep represent there, bro. Represent. I see this. I see this. This guy's. October's very own. That's what's up. All right, so we've got uh, Spike. We've got uh, Mike T, Drake, of course, and Tiger Woods. That's a, that's a pretty strong – that's a strong list, my guy. That's a very strong list. All right, and then we'll go to um, the bucket list. What are three things that are on your bucket list, things that you would like to do before you die? It could be anything. Yeah, so one – uh, while we're on the topic of Tiger Woods, I want to really go want to go watch Tiger Woods play the Masters, um, which is uh, one of the biggest golf tournaments in the, on PGA Tour. Oh yeah, I just think uh, I've never been to a like a PGA Tour event. I, I watch every time Tiger's playing. I watch, so that's something I really, really want to do. I um, hope to do that sooner rather than later while he's still while he's still at his peak. Um, I want to go spear fishing. And spear like a big dog tooth tuna, uh -huh. uh, which is like just something that every spear fisherman wants to go yeah. wants to go do. Probably in somewhere like really really remote, like um, like in Madagascar or something like that, like somewhere real remote. And what else do I want to do? I want to late randomly, real randomly. <laughs> I've been watching these these sailing videos where like people go around on cat they they travel the world on a catamaran. That would be dope, dude. 
And I just think, like, I, I just think that is it's so sick. I, um, I just, I feel like I have the so, worst luck ever, man. And my navigation skills would be absolutely zero. And I would end up, like, I, honestly, I feel like I would end up lost. Uh, but it's one of those things where I, 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 man, I would love to do something like that. Obviously, you I mean, it, I don't think it would be the same if you had a guide, you know what I mean, with you. No, 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 no. You gotta, you know, you're not gonna go out and, and do that, you know, unequipped. You're gonna have every, you're gonna need to know your shit. Yeah. You're gonna learn, you're gonna, you're gonna do, you're gonna do it the right way. It's not a, it's a scary world out there, man. I'll tell you what, the the ocean is a brutal place, oh, and I, you ain't gonna go out there and take any risk. I'll tell you that. Nah, man. I've the the few times that I've gone scuba diving, like it's like, you realize how small and insignificant you are when you're completely covered in blue, like. You know oh, I mean, it's oh. it's it's a it's a calm to it for sure. There's an absolute calm to yeah. it. You know what I mean? And it's you know, and you could be you know, you could be an ocean type person. You could be you know a, a very aquatic person, and still, it's just it's one of those things where if there's so much that we don't know about the ocean, which is I think is probably one one of the most amazing things. But for me, it's just I think it's it's the absolute fear and respect that I have. For like the, yeah. the deep, vast ocean, I'm like, I don't know that I would ever, I would ever mentally be able. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all fine and dandy well, when you know it's blue yeah. skies and and no waves, if a, a beautiful breeze behind you, and you can just keep pushing forward. But that one time you hit a storm, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? And oh yeah, man, yeah. And, you and gotta, that's you gotta know the, you gotta know the weather. You gotta know everything, man. But I was gonna say, well, like one time, like you just you, you really realize like. Oh shit, man! There's stuff out there. Like I was diving, maybe 10, 15 meters deep, and then all of a sudden, a um, like a three meter plus shark just comes in right under me, like probably like six, seven meters away, and you're just like, ooh, ooh, hello, oh. like super friendly, like super calm, but you're just like, yeah, I'm a pretty, I'm a, I'm a drop in the ocean, that's for sure. Oh, you know, man. you ain't, you ain't anything out there. Nah, man, like they don't care anything about the championships, then. <laughs> Boy, buoyancy is the great equalizer or lack thereof man alright and my last question my guy the last question we talked about if you're in an alley and the only way you can make it out of that alley is you have to be able to recite 20 to 30 seconds of words or a chorus or a hook whatever from a song could you make yeah. it out of the alley alive? Oh, I'd struggle. I'd struggle if it was lyric for lyric. It'll be, a, it'll be a struggle. It'll be but a struggle. I'm sure I could get one. You could get one. What song would you go with? Can you can you hear that? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably the uh, Plaza, a song by Plaza. All right, all right. Well, listen, you got 20 seconds to show us what you got, my guy. 20 seconds. 20 right. seconds. I'm, I'm no singer, bro. I'm no singer. You don't have to sing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it goes. Can you hear that at all? Yeah, I can hear a little bit. Yeah. Me, I'm changing. I know I ain't living right through. You say I'm drinking too much, taking too much, and it scares you. Oh, I never let it come between me and the music. You hate the fact that it came in between me and you. That's it, bro. 
<laughs> hey, Reggie's with the pipes, the golden pipes, golden boy with the golden pipes. My guy, man, I honestly, I, I appreciate you more than you know, man. I think, I think you, what you've done for the sport, what you continue to do for the sport. Um, dude, I, I, I mean it when I say like you, you, I, I am a firm believer in that's that, that super meat, that super total. I definitely feel like it's coming and whether it's at the next Sheffield, if it's at the next, you know, next world championship, even if it's at a local meet, I feel like you're going to put up something absolutely insane. You know what I mean? And that's going to be the one that people are going to remember you by. Um, I just hope and pray that I'm there, man. That's, that's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? So make sure it's something that I'm going to, um, my man, Brett Gibbs, where can, where can people reach you? Where can they find you? Anywhere they want, bro. If they want to find me, they'll find me. <laughs> I appreciate you, my guy, man. If, Like I said, if you need anything, you know where I'm at. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Corner of the Circle. I am L.S. McLean, and this is the man, the myth, the legend, the multi-time champion, the, the face of powerlifting as we know it, the beard that you should fear, Mr. Brett Gibbs, man. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Have a good one. You too, man. Be good, bud. Be safe. Light up. What's up, guys? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The Corner of the Circle, for watching the YouTubes and listening to all the different podcasts and all that good stuff. I uh, want to let you guys know, also do some coaching. Um, you can go to ellismcclain.com, and it will uh, lead you right to where you need to go as far as filling out an inquiry and all that good stuff. And also, uh, if you want you know apparel needs and all that good stuff, we got swag. Elspeclaim.com. Again, thank you so very much for everything you guys are doing for us, man, and helping us grow and all the good stuff. Um, like I said, stay tuned. We got more stuff coming, more episodes coming, more content coming. Either way, a lot of stuff's coming. Thank you guys very, very much.